0: I mean, there was some positive stuff on Saturday, like Michael King. I mean, nine strikeouts in
1: five innings. Oh, no, what? Stacy, we just got the news. Oh, God, what? Jason Dominguez has a torn UCL.
0: I'm going to throw up. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. The show is sponsored by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granato. Usually I ask you what's going on, but... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> there's a lot going on Stacy. there's a, a, a whole bunch of stuff going on thanks so much for clicking on the show here today guys we have a lot to talk about uh, we have a preview for this week series this four game set with the Red Sox that's coming up later it's Miners Monday so we need to talk about one guy in particular Stephon Florial yes he's back in the news again perhaps maybe for the last time we'll mm-hmm. explain a little bit later Stacy. Jason Dominguez is out for the season and, of course, sometime next year as well. It was revealed post-game on Sunday that Jason Dominguez will need Tommy John surgery after tearing his UCL, his right UCL. Um, It was also revealed that he first felt this pain on Sunday in Houston. Uh, Played through it on Sunday. Of course, felt that uh, with the off day on Monday, we'll just get through it came to the ballpark on Tuesday, still feeling a little bit. Then when he woke up on Wednesday, still feeling it, he realized, okay, this is something that's when he told the trainers played through at the weekend, scratched on Sunday. And uh, so it took about a week here for this whole saga to play out half of it behind closed doors. And um, here we are, here we are now. Dominguez obviously upset. Everyone obviously upset. Stacey, your reaction to this very terrible news.
0: (laughs) It is just, it, it, it's the uh, Sunday, the, the cherry on top of the um, S Sunday, because I can't say the word, of this season. Like, seriously, it's just, every time we think there's a new low, it gets worse. This feels like one of the worst things that ha- it's one of the worst things that happened this season, in a season full of worst things, because- this was the promise of the future. He comes up, he hits four home runs in his first however many games. You know, he's the first person to do this and this and that. And then you get this deflating news. It's just absolutely awful. And I just, I can't even express how I'm feeling right now. I, it's just a big, giant bummer.
1: Yeah, it's, it's obviously huge. Uh, this was, like you said, one of the only bright spots here in the season, especially at the tail end of it. Uh, make sure to hit that subscribe button because we're going to talk about it more in depth of what the fallout of all of this is uh, on tomorrow's show during the second segment. So make sure to stick around for that. We'll kind of detail out what the plans are or what the plans could be moving forward. Of course, obviously, Jason Dominguez will not be ready for opening day next season um, unless he has this insane comeback. Uh, they're anticipating nine to ten months or so uh, for recovery time. Some guys come back quicker. But you know how all this stuff is. It's all a coin toss when it comes to Tommy John. Um, obviously, it's a lot easier when he is not a pitcher. That always makes things easier. Bryce Harper had it in October and then came back uh, around the midway point ish uh, of this season. So it, it, it gets done. Um, but, you know, he, he'll likely play next season uh just based on track record overall when it comes to position players and and tommy john surgery but this is obviously a massive blow and uh you know the the rotten cherry on top and and stacy we were actually recording this show uh (laughs) after we were talking about the win on sunday garrett cole corbin burns which we're still gonna do here we're talking about that when this news broke and this was such a, a bizarre moment for us personally on the show that we felt like we had to show you what happened. So take a listen, take a look at what happened while we were anticipating recording the real show and what ended up now being a lost episode of Locked On Yankees. This is what happened when the news dropped.
0: I mean, there was some positive stuff on Saturday, like Michael King. I mean, oh, nine strikeouts in
1: five innings. Oh, no. What? Stacy, we just what? got the news.
0: Oh, God. What?
1: Jason Dominguez has a torn UCL.
0: I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I'm literally oh, going to throw up.
1: <laughs> my God. He needs uh, Tommy John.
0: Uh, can we just end the season? Can they just like not play for the rest of the Are year? Are you kidding me? No, this is just no. That just
1: happened on the show as we we're recording it.
0: Mm-mm. I don't even
1: I don't even know what to say to that
0: I don't either i'm, g- I'm gotta look at my
1: phone as we're recording
0: I'm gonna throw up oh
1: my gosh, as if this weekend couldn't get any i mean I guess we, weird doesn't feel like the right word anymore now. how does that happen? So we were talking about the whole crux of the the old show was wow, what a weird weekend the way some stuff came out about and during old timers day and Seve, who we're going to talk about here in just a second, the Sunday game. And then this, then this, and the flooding,
0: or the flooding. Like, Let's not forget the flooding. So
1: much, so much happened over the weekend. Um, yeah, that was, um, that was something Stacey. i I just said it there. Not the only injury news over the weekend. Luis Severino's Yankees career is in essence over. Uh, mm-hmm. It's done. Uh, oblique strain, After Friday's game, when she was pitching fairly well against the Brewers, he is out for the year. That means he's done because he is a free agent at the end of the season. Stace will go in depth during the offseason more, probably have an entire episode dedicated to Luis Severino's Yankees career. But um, just your overall impressions of 2023 and how this all ended for Severino. I know I'm
0: asking a lot of you today. It's it's just, everything is a disaster. It's a disaster. His 2023 was an absolute disaster. This is the worst kind of year you could possibly want before free agency. To end it on an injury is just the way things go for Luis Severino. His career has been marred by injuries and it just stinks that he's a good pitcher. When he's pitching really well he's one of the best pitchers in baseball but there hasn't been enough of that because he's injured all the time and it's always uh another injury that happens that's different than the injury he's recovering from I mean it's just been this has been his career and I felt terrible for him on Friday night because he was crying in his post game yeah. interview you know Meredith asked him a question and he couldn't even speak for a good 30 seconds because he was trying to stop himself from crying and he knows it's not you know these guys aren't trying to get hurt they aren't trying to have careers like this it's just the way it is for some people and for Luis Severino you know he did have some flashes of really good moments and we were able to witness it but this is just a really bad way to go out
1: yeah, it's awful. And uh, for all the promise that was there, you were thinking Luis Severino was the the ace of the of the staff for years and years, a decade of Yankees baseball, and it just didn't work out that way. And that's such a such a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, just how it goes, man. Baseball's brutal. Uh, speaking of brutal, <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> uh, was brutal for 10 and a third. The Incas are being no hit by the Brewers. Corbin Burns was pitching out of his mind. His cutter was on fire on Sunday. Then you give the ball to Devin Williams in the ninth. He was on fire, made quick work. And there was Abier, uh Uribe ended up giving up the RBI double to Oswaldo Cabrera in the 11th. But of course, Stacey, uh, Garrett Cole, once again, proving that he is the undisputed front runner. And say it again, on this show. Will win the AL Cy Young. And if he doesn't, I riot.
0: Yeah. The one, the one bright spot for the Yankees in 2023 in a lost season for the Yankees. Um, he's just amazing. He really is. And every time you think that maybe he's going to run into trouble, he gets out of it. And it's yeah. just a joy to watch him pitch every time he's out. He's great. Yeah
1: fastball was on absolute fire, seven innings of work, three hits, nine strikeouts. Um, and in a point in the season two for the brewers were like, that can't happen for Milwaukee. Uh, like we talk a lot about, oh, the Yankees couldn't score for Garrett Cole. Well, for the brewers, they're like, man, the brewers can't score for Corbin Burns. Like yeah. Burns is, is tossing an absolute gem on the other side and they need every win they can get right now while they're pushing the NL central. Uh, you know, the Yankees are in, in a lost year, like you said, uh, Sam F- Sal Freelich, my goodness, what a catch in the eleventh! to Rob Volpe of what would have been a game-winning, uh, at least double, uh, probably would have hit off the wall. Giancarlo Stanton that massive blast in the twelfth off Andrew Chafin, and then Higgy walks it off, uh, his first career walk-off in pinstripes, snapping in seven-game losing streak in extra innings for the Yanks. I mean, I-, I felt decent until we started recording the the last episode.
0: Like- You know, uh, it was not a great weekend overall, and that game was just so long, and the way they won, it was like, oh my god, okay, cool, so at least there was one bright spot in the weekend, and then it just took a nosedive.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, like we said, the flooding on Saturday, I'm just going to say two words, and you'll know what I'm talking about probably, David Wells, uh, (laughs) just so much, man, just what a weird... All of it. All of it is strange. Obviously heartbreaking for Dominguez. You got to feel for the poor kid, man. Gosh, that's gotta be such a massive gut punch. Um,
0: And it's a gut punch for the Yankees because they were so excited about these kids coming up. They were showing some life and, you know, they haven't had the greatest few games. They lost the last one against Detroit. They lost the first two against Milwaukee. They're being no hit through 10 innings. And it's like, oh, my God. And then they win this game the way they do. And then they find out after the game, because I'm assuming that's when they all found out that (laughs) Dominguez tore his UCL. I can't even imagine what kind of a gut punch that was for these guys.
1: Screw a gut punch. It's a baseball bat to the stomach yeah Uh, that's where you're at uh let us know how you're feeling i know you guys have a lot of feelings tell us in this comment section here on the youtube side you can leave your questions for fan mail friday as well while you're down there respond to that uh pinned comment down below and that's how we check out for fan mail friday every friday if you want to skip that line join subtext of course we were texting with our Subtexters as well about the dominguez news and we're like whoa we were recording what happened oh my gosh and uh yeah (laughs) it's um Join subtext so you can be part of our community. You can have one-on-one text conversations with Stacey and myself and be a part of the uh, never-ending drog that is uh, <laughs> the Yankees this season. Um, that's a good pitch for it, right? Mm. Uh, we're going to step aside. We have to talk about Estevan Florial. We're also going to put it a little bit into terms of what happens next with Jason Dominguez. That'll be a little bit more on tomorrow's show. Um, but stick around for that conversation next.
0: Here at Locked On Yankees, we think buying baseball tickets shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater shows near you. You're running out of time during this baseball season, so why not snag some quick tickets to a Yankee game while you still can? They take all the work out of buying tickets, so all you do is tap a few times and you're in. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the moments before first pitch. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for other events too, like football, basketball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With their lowest price guarantee and even event cancellation protection, Game Time is the best place to buy tickets in just a matter of seconds. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, that's code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
1: Back here on Locked On Yankees. Don't forget Sirius XM is the place to listen to every Yankees game this season. Hang out with John and Susan for a few hours starting tonight against the Red Sox. You can do that. Again, download the SiriusXM app today. Whatever app stores of your choosing, it's there. You'll find it. And uh, for everydayers out there coming up on tomorrow's show, of course, we did talk about Jason Dominguez already, but we are going to talk about the fallout now. What do the Yankees do in center field? We have to talk about that. There, I didn't even think about that until this very moment. What are the Yankees going to do in center field for 2024? Uh, that makes this offseason way more interesting, doesn't it? Oh, Cody yeah. Bellinger? Cody Bellinger? He's a cup. Uh okay, Stace, Stevan Florial. Man, we have talked about this guy so much. And um I feel like we had to talk about him potentially one more time to give him maybe a proper send-off. What does that mean? So, Sunday what spurred this whole idea, Stace? Sunday he went off in a mm-hmm. massive uh victory for the Rail Riders, scored 13 runs. Uh Florial homer twice, he drove in six and uh became the leader in home runs this season in the Yankee system, he has his twenty eight bombs this year. and it it kind of just struck me in that moment when I, you know saw that. And having known Esteban Florial, weirdly enough, following his career for a very long time, uh, I first covered him during the two thousand and seventeen season when he was with the Charleston River Dogs. Mm. Uh, called a couple, you know, we played the River Dogs. I was with the West Virginia Power. They were the Pirates System at the time. Uh, now no longer affiliated, but Florial was on the other side. And obviously, he was a highly rated prospect at the time. Um, and so seeing him, I was like, okay, this is a guy. This is a guy I need to watch out for. Now, here I am six years later, and his Yankees career is three weeks from being over, two weeks from being over, because he will be a free agent at the end of the season. Stacy, when you think about Estevan Florial and the world of what could have been, what comes to mind? What What do you think when we're a couple years down the road, uh, in five years' time, 10 years' time, Floreal's, you know, with, without a doubt, retired, he's done, career's over, maybe 15 years, let's say. What do you think you're going to think of when you think of the name
0: of Stevan Florial? That he wasn't given a good enough chance by the Yankees? He's one of those – I feel like there's – I mean, you know, prospects are really risky, and you never know what you're going to get from them. But I feel like the Yankees have had some interesting bad luck when it comes to guessing which prospects to be really gung-ho about and the ones that they kind of discard and let this happen to, you know? Um, I know people always talk about the strikeouts, and yes, the rate is high, but that's basically how baseball is now like you see these guys with numbers where their averages are low they're hitting for a ton of home runs and their strikeouts are insane because you know the pitching's getting better and it's not like he's a he's not a bad player he just strikes out a lot but he still hits a lot of home runs I think what is he four away from the record for Scranton for this for a season and he still could do it in the next couple of weeks I just feel like he wasn't given enough of a chance and people will say, oh, well, you know, the Yankees called him up and he played and he didn't do well enough. Yeah, he was called up, but they would play him for a game, sit him for three games, bring him in as a pinch hitter or bring him in for defense. That's you're not going to develop a kid in the majors if you're playing him sporadically. We talk about that all the time with other players and it just he wasn't given enough of a chance by the Yankees and I feel bad for him because of that.
1: Yeah, a lot of things come to mind here for me as you're talking. I'm kind of running through things in my mind, too, about florial Again, I, I got to know him really well last season. He was with the Rail Riders almost all season last year while I was there uh, working in the media department. And, uh, you know, I talked to him on multiple occasions. He's uh, always out there working hard and, you know, always practicing and always working on his swing and talking with coaches. Like you never, I rarely saw him take time off, you know, ever. It was always, you know, before the game, (laughs) like, it's like, all right, now I got to get out of center field and lead off like that. That was flow. Um, And he was the most professional, one of the most professional guys I've ever come across of my career. And to think what log jammed him essentially well, last year was the chance. 2022 was the chance. It should have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be frank, it should have been this year too. But 2022, True. you started to see the writing on the wall here of what the Yankees thought of him. And to think that Aaron Hicks essentially is the reason why Estevan Florial never really got a shot with the Yankees is insane to think about that side of it. Um, you knew how they felt about it when they traded for Bader. Uh, you knew how they felt about it when they signed Matt Carpenter all these little, you know, again, telltale signs. And now here we are going. It's a couple weeks from being done. He'll mm-hmm. be a minor league free agent. He will undoubtedly get a minor league free agent deal. Uh, and, and just for good purpose, you talked about the strikeouts and we've known the strikeouts. The Yankees have wanted his strikeouts to go down. And that's essentially like the only bad thing about him. Right. The strikeouts. He hits for average. He hits for power. He plays good center field. He's got a good arm. He gets good reads off the bat and he's very fast. So why, why were they so hell-bent on strikeouts? Yes, it was high. It was 30%. 30%, basically, on average. Teetered 29 to 32, somewhere around there, depending on what time of year it was. That's where he's at for his career. And it never, it never fluctuated. It was always that.
0: Yeah. So
1: you knew what you were going to get out of him, at least at that level. So it stands to reason that the Yankees were a little worried about it going up when you go up a level, right? Okay, I get that. But here's this, Stacy. The Yankees traded for Joey Gallo in 2021. His strikeout rate in that season ended up being 34.6%. <laughs> At the time of the trade was 32.2%. And look, I get it. Gallo was more proven power-wise in the majors. That makes sense. I understand that. But how do you even know with Florial? You don't. You just right. don't. And to him, like you said, not getting an opportunity and really not getting any opportunity this year. Mm -hmm. I don't care about your, well, he go to free agency. Well, you're not going to play him anyway. Then what is he good for in the organization? Let him go to free agency. Yeah, You already already dropped them off the 40. You already blew it there. So it it really, it stinks. It just flat out stinks when you think about what the Yankees did. And, you know, I think, yes, obviously you have to put on the strikeouts on flow. He never corrected it. He didn't. But, you know, the Yankees kind of failed him there, too. Mm -hmm. It's just a bummer, dude. And I I hate that this is how it all goes. Flo is having the best season of his minor league career this season. And it just goes to show you. And he's, again, been such a professional the whole time. I asked him last year about this stuff. I did. And I I, I flat out, I'm like, dude, like, (laughs) come tell me. Like, let me know. Like, this sucks. He's like, yeah, well, it's, it's the way it is. They'll call me up. My time is coming. And you're just mm. like, like you, I, you're kind of probing him. Like, come on, man. Like, let, yeah. it, let, the, let the veil slip. And he never let it slip. And that happened again this year. Multiple times asked. Nope. My time will come. I'll keep working. I can't control that, man. It'll come. And I hope and pray it does with somebody else. He deserves yeah. it. He absolutely deserves it. It reminds yeah. me a lot of Joey Manessis. And, he
0: and it, it will. It'll happen because he's having such a great year. Someone's going to someone give him a chance. Scoop him up and give him a chance and yeah.
1: And hopefully it works out for him. The strikeouts are going to be there, man, but yeah. The power is too. Yin and Yang. Let mm-hmm. us know how you're feeling about Flo in the comment section. like uh, it feels weird that this is probably going to be the last time we talk about him. Yes. Yeah. he's weirdly enough become a kind of big part of my baseball career on that <laughs> side of it. It it's really weird. Um, I wish absolutely nothing but the best for Steven Floral. We'll see maybe if he gets called up here with the Dominguez news, but it's probably going to be either Cordero who is healthy or McKinney. If he's feeling healthy, he's been dealing with back spasms. So yeah, that would also, I mean, there's a 40 man move. Dominguez gets put on the 60, but we'll see. We'll see. Let us know how you're feeling. All right. We'll step aside one more time. We come back preview of the Red Sox series and our bull predictions.
0: The MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to get 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now, with studs like Acuna, Freeman, and Bellinger. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more, up to a 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big. I'm StaySpace826, so connect with me over there. Just because your personal fantasy team isn't going anywhere doesn't mean you have to miss out on winning this season. So use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply, and see Sleeper's terms of use for details.
1: Back now on Locked On Yankees. Don't forget Yankees and Red Sox tonight, starting seven oh seven ten. First pitch. You can listen to that on SiriusXM. Download the SiriusXM app today. It's the place to listen to all Yankees game every season. Stays for gamer with the Sox at Fenway. Of course, this 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 weird series that just was leading into this series. Um, the Yankees still have an opportunity to be super spoiler. I feel like the Yankees could put essentially a nail in the coffin of the Red Sox season here at this. So this week, so it, it, it could be important here. Uh, you know, they are two games over heading into the, into the week. They have a little outside chance here, but I feel like the Yankees can really squabble it here.
0: They could, they won't, <laughs> but they could, you know, and that's uh, that
1: glass half full attitude. We love to hear.
0: I mean, they haven't done anything against the Red Sox this year. I mean, they just cannot. It's awful. Awful. And the Red Sox aren't even that good. It's just one of these weird years where the Yankees can't do anything right. And uh, God, I forgot it was a (laughs) four-gamer. Yeah, we're going to be there for a while.
1: In Fenway
0: and it would have been I just really this this Dominguez thing is such a bummer because I would have loved to have seen him hit something over the monster, you know, uh, maybe around the pesky pole, maybe even into the bullpens. I mean, it could have been such a fun four game series, even if the Yankees lost, but Dominguez just, you know, went off a little bit and that's not going to happen. So I I can't even look forward to anything. I'm sorry, guys. I, I don't mean to be pessimistic here, but this news has just thrown me for a loop and it's hard to be positive.
1: No, I mean it's completely understandable. I mean it's it's the worst it's the worst news. Oh gosh, man! I mean, in a sea of bad news this year, from Herman to Sevy to Rizzo to this, uh, man, it's 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 a pick your pick your poison, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, here are the pitching matchups for Yay. Monday. <laughs> Let's Clark get excited! Takes, <laughs> Clark Schmidt takes the ball against <laughs> Cutter Crawford. Uh, <sighs> Carlos Rodone will face Nick Pavetta. Uh, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, they haven't named one because that's Sevy's spot. Probably going to be Brito, if I had to take a guess. Uh, I guess Tanner Houck. And then the Red Sox haven't named a starter for Thursday. The Yankees will go with Michael King. Michael King is a starter. It's done. Put it in pen. Um, Stace, watch out for Tristan Casas this week. I have been a Casas doubter. Watched him a lot last season. And I get it frame-wise. Big kid, big first baseman, power potential, just a massive dude. And uh, I never really saw it come to fruition in the, whatever, 14 games or whatever. He also got hurt last season, so that put a wrinkle in the system while mm-hmm. he was with Worcester. So, um, yeah, as far as he's concerned, I, I, I've totally doubted him, 100% have doubted him. I saw him in the fall league as well for a little bit. Um, so, But he's, he's hitting now. He's hitting now. So I feel like uh, he has a chance to kind of do some damage here against the Yankees, especially uh, – you know, a, a little bit shy on pitching right now uh, with Marinaccio and, and Weiser going back down, you know, and calling up uh, the other guys. So I, I don't know. I, I, is it possible they win this series, Stace? No. No, you thinking you're flat, flat. No, Are they win one here this week.
0: Maybe. I think they win. OK, they might have a chance in two games, the Schmidt game and the King game.
1: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Michael King pitched great this past week in five innings. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. I think, you, I think you're on the n- nail on the head there. Uh, do you want to give me your bold prediction, however? A reminder, you are <laughs> way in front, so you can't lose. Um, I can't wager anything because I'm pointless now. I'm completely empty in the bank. Uh, but do you have a bold prediction? <laughs>
0: Carlos Rodon gets knocked out in the second inning. No, that was mine.
1: No, it was not. Yes, it was going to be the third. <laughs> I, I was going to say Carlos Rodon can't get out of the third inning.
0: <laughs> We're so positive on this show. All right, I'll change it. We mine.
1: usually are. No, 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 no. Say, it's yours. It's yours. You got it. You got it in first. You got I'm it sorry. In first. Oh, man. Well, you're saying second. That's even bolder. I was going to say he was going to knocked out in the third.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling second. I'm feeling like it's going to be like.
1: Just a train wreck,
0: a train wreck, train wreck.
1: Yeah. You know, he's after you said that now he's getting knocked out in the third and I lose a point. Uh, okay. <laughs> so now I got a spitball here. I got a spitball here. All right. Let, let me, let me go to the fourth game on Thursday. I'm going to stick on the pitching front. Um, Michael King goes five innings again. Doesn't give up a run. Little, three or less hits allowed. Ooh, I think he spins a gem. I think he spins mm. a gem. I'm feeling Michael King right now. I like it. I like what I'm seeing. That'd be good. That'd be great. Uh, Drop your your questions. Drop your bold predictions down below here (laughs) on the YouTube side. It's been a long day. This is the second episode we recorded today. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Drop your questions as well. Respond to that pin comment here on YouTube. Of course you can join subtext as well. On Tuesday, we will recap game one. We'll also talk more about the Jason Dominguez fallout, what the timeline is moving forward. They don't, by the way, haven't scheduled Tommy John just yet. They're still figuring. I mean, this is brand new news. This just happened on as far as the show is concerned. So uh, we'll talk about that more. Once we have a little bit more information and as well, kind to look at where the Yankees are at prospect wise, see how this changes their offseason strategy, things like that. That's on tomorrow's show. Make sure to subscribe. That's going to do it for a chock full episode of Lockdown Yankees. I'm Steve Granato.
0: And I'm Steve Degatsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.